Welcome to the post-Labor Day week edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacken here alongside my good friend and co-host, Mr. Travis Crins. And Travis, happy Labor Day to you. Hope you had a great day off. It was alright. Oh, it's going to pull the rain out, but it was a day off of work, so that's, that's good. That's always good. Um, believe it or not, we have gotten to the point where there is going to be NFL football this week. We will do oh, a... Oh, boy. It's so exciting. I'm so not excited. I, I know you aren't. Marcus, I talk, when I talked with him last week, he said that this is the most excited he's been for a season in quite some time. Um, I'd be the opposite of that. I, I am I'm right in the middle. I, I don't know what is to be expected, but it's just that to be able to get to this point where we actually have football, and we had some college football being played this weekend. Uh, you know, BYU and Navy's playing or it's played. You know, Labor Day night. It's just it's it's sur- it's surreal to think that it's actually happened or happening. But here we are, and uh, you know, fall is here. You know, the the, the summer is gone essentially. Uh, even though I guess technically still a couple more weeks until the the fall equinox, but for all intents and purposes, fall is here and football is going to try and be played like on schedule as as close to be on schedule as possible. And we'll see what happens with college here. You know, we got all these shitty college games. I'm not watching any of this. This is not worth my time watching these shitty college games. <laughs> So, I'm going to skip on that. Probably one of the Vikings Packers, that what it is. Yep, noon on Fox. Oh. Yeah, we'll probably watch that Sunday and call that a, call that a day. Then we'll uh, check in on the Twins and much more interest in what's going on with baseball now than, than any, anything football. So. Well, we'll get to the football here in a little bit, but let's cover all the other sports here that are going on. Uh, we'll start with the Twins. Winners of six of seven now. They they won four out of five games against the Tigers this last weekend. Uh, what's uh, what's where's your level of uh, confidence now regarding the Twins? I'm glad to see that they're back on the winning streak, but they need to keep this up. Yeah, they haven't changed much. I haven't changed much with the Twins. Drew, I talked to Drew, and he seems to go up and down a lot. Like it, it's baseball. A lot fewer games this year. There's like, you know, 18 games left. I'm not too concerned. They're going to make the playoffs again. I'm not too concerned about what and where. Just don't play the Yankees. So, one seed, two seed, four seed, whatever. So, and they got the double letter again, St. Louis. Played okay versus Detroit. And I would come from mine victory the other day. They got a couple of those. So, I'm liking Michael Pineda. He's had two very good starts. Uh, love Kenta Maeda. So those two guys, they're better than anything the Twins had last year. So I'm much more pleased with where they're at now than last year. Because the, the runs aren't there, but the pitching is. So Pineda, Maeda, I guess you throw Brios in there too. I would, I would throw Brios in a game three. Because those other two guys are better than him. Miami game one, Panetta game two, and see what happens in game three. But uh, much more, much more pleased with the pitching. Josh Donaldson is back, and yep. Buxton has done well uh, in, a, in a couple games, so that, that's big too. Yep, and Donaldson hit a home run against the Tigers over the weekend. 
Uh, he was, of course, the big free agent acquisition signing for the Twins, arguably the biggest signing they've had in free agency uh, with a player of his caliber. He's been injured a lot this season. Uh, if he can stay healthy and get his hitting on track, what can this do for the Twins down the stretch? Yeah, he's an MVP-type guy. A buddy of mine called me a couple days ago, and uh, he was watching the Padres and Oakland play this weekend. And they had a trivia question on the broadcast. I didn't have a clue about it. Uh, the trivia question was, who was the last Oakland athletic to hit 300? And it was Josh Donaldson a few years ago. Wow. Uh, so it was Josh Donaldson, and they gave me some hints like this guy's an MVP. He made the All Star game a couple times. He's been a you know, Gold Glove, uh, Silver Slugger, this and that. He won the MVP. I was somebody other than Oakland. I couldn't figure it out. And here it was. It was Josh Donaldson. So yeah, him, Sano, Cruz. They've got they've got guys. Uh, their offense has struggled a little bit, but then you got like Buxton. I think Buxton. They need to just get anything. Anything from Buxton. Mm-hmm. That would help a lot. Man, there's been a lot of injuries. But man, um, yeah, Josh Donaldson, you got three weeks to get right here. And they're giving Cruz a bit of a rest here. I think he's played the last couple of days. Maybe a pinch hit here or there. But they're bringing these guys along slow. And yeah, they've got uh, more than enough opportunity to, to win that division. So right now, the Rays would be the top seed in the American League at 28-13. and 13. The Blue Jays are second in the AL East. you got the Yankees there in as well. The White Sox and Indians right now are above the Twins, but three, game, three teams separated by one game, so that there's still a lot to be determined there. You have the A's on top of the West and the Astros in second there. Those are your eight playoff teams right now in the American League. Uh, that would be a pretty solid American League playoff, I got to tell you. Um, do we see any sort of variance in no. those teams coming down the stretch here over the next few weeks? No, for for a few weeks, that's been the team that ain't going to change. Uh, Baltimore's within two of the Yankees. Uh, Seattle and Detroit are two and a half behind the Yankees. Yankees are missing playoffs. Houston also tied with the Yankees. So yeah, Houston and New York, the I guess Houston have the seventh best record, but what they're the second team, so yeah, their seed would actually be one better. It'd be the sixth seed despite having the seventh best record. So I don't think it's going to change. Um, Twins would play the White Sox right now. That'd be fine with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, ideally, if, if you can play the American League Central winner, I, I'd sign up for that. Tampa, Tampa's good. Oakland, they haven't played in a while. They're getting back at it now, but they're fine. Um, I just don't want to play the Yankees, regardless of how injured they are. I don't want to play them. Right. So it'd be maybe better not to win the division. If you win the division, then you might have to play them. If you don't, then you're not going to play them. So I'd be okay with anybody other than the New York team. Um, if it's Cleveland, Chicago, sign me up. The National League, you have the Braves and Phillies right now above 500 in the East, uh, Washington's terrible. Uh, the Mi- the Miami Marlins still hovering at 500, so they're still in the playoffs right now. The Central, the Cubs are leading that division. Cardinals are two and a half back. And in the West, you have the Dodgers and our team, the Fathers, the oh, Padres. Yeah. 
five games back uh, right now are the Padres. Obviously, the Dodgers are the best team in the West. But are the Padres, do they have to be considered the second best team or the second most dangerous team by chance, maybe outside of Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would put Dodgers when I put Padres number two. With all their moves they made, I'd put them over Atlanta. So, yeah, you've got the Marlins and the Rockies as the seven and the eight seeds right at 500. And you've got the Giants a half game back. you got a lot of bad teams. The Mets sitting now four games under. The Mets at 19 and 23 are two games back of a playoff spot. So Dodgers probably going to play a very, very bad team. Mm-hmm. And the Braves. The Braves are the uh, Cubs of the two seed. Also going to play a bad team. I'll say this, National League Central, that's the, uh, probably the worst division in baseball. And going into the year, I figured it would be the best. Everybody was supposed to be competitive except Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That's not it best division in baseball is the American League Central. So, um, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's not good. People talk about their pitchers and all how tough that would be. Well, if they were any good, they'd be better than five games up. So, screw them. Couldn't you say the American League East is possibly the best outside of Boston? The National League East? No, no, the American League East. American League East? Uh... I think the White Sox, Indians, and Twins, if you were to rank those 10 teams, you'd put Tampa Bay 1, and then you'd put Chicago, Cleveland, Minnesota in some order, 2, 3, and 4. Okay. So I think all of the, the American League Central has three teams better than second place, Toronto, or New York. So that's why I would give it to the Central, Kansas City, Boston, not good, uh, Detroit, Baltimore, also, uh, not good exceeding expectations, and the Yankees, not good. So, I, I would give it to the Central, because no, nobody's got three teams like the Central as right now. Okay. We'll see what keeps happening on the baseball frontier. Uh, basketball, the NBA playoffs are going on, and uh, I I think the, the Clippers are must be bored, because they play one really good game one night and then look like crap the next the Lakers just don't show up for game one in a series, and then they go on to play really well. Um, both those series, as of right now, when we're recording this podcast, are tied 1-1. Uh, I would imagine. I mean, congrats to the Nuggets for the way they came back, but I tell you what, Krins, that game seven last week between the Nuggets and the Jazz, that was Poor, very, very poor game to watch for a game seven. Like you expect better out of game sevens. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot of it, but eighty seventy eight I was looking for something, looking for the two big stars to have the game they've had, and yeah, this was bad. This was not worth watching. Boston, by all means, Boston is beating the shit out of Toronto. Yep. Boston should have wrapped the series up tonight, but uh it may go seven, so I think, yeah, Milwaukee's been a huge disappointment, so it's probably yes. going to be Laker. Lakers, Boston, something we uh, we see quite often. Yeah, Boston, I mean, Milwaukee. Yet there have been a couple of phantom Terrible. calls in, in this, and I know Eric Bledsoe didn't play one game, and Giannis is now banged up with an ankle. But, I mean, this looks very, very bad for them. And now, does this make you somewhat question whether or not Giannis has a future in Milwaukee beyond you know the next couple of years or so? I'm surprised they've done as well as they have the last two years. 
Because I thought a couple of years ago, great player, but as soon as he can get out of there, he should get out of there because they're never going to be competitive. Well, they've blown away my expectations winning, you know, 60, 65 games. Mm-hmm. When it come, come to the playoffs, it's kind of blown the deal here. And uh, they were the favorite, and the break did them no favors. So, yeah, he should probably go somewhere if he wants to win a title. As far as Miami is concerned, you look at every every finals team, and they usually have two Hall of Famers. Yeah, but Jimmy Butler's probably not in the Hall of Fame. Probably you wouldn't put him there now, or looking for the next five years, Jimmy Butler's probably not a Hall of Famer. So they don't even have one Hall of Famer, let alone two that you usually need that every other team has ever had. Yep. So that's that's interesting that uh, Miami could, could maybe be in the in the conference finals. Is it just with the way they've been able to match up, like Bam Adebayo or whatever, uh, how he's matching up with Giannis? They do have some good uh, shooters, uh, like was it Tyler Harrow or whatever, Hero from uh, Kentucky. Uh, I mean, he's we, we know what he did at the University of Kentucky. So, I mean, they have a lot of good young pieces in there. Is it just more so with how well they've been able to match up with Milwaukee, and that's the reason why they are up in this series? Yeah, Duncan, Duncan Robinson from Michigan, he's pretty good. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're pretty deep, I guess. I don't know, maybe, maybe like Denver, you could say they're kind of like Denver. That they're a deeper team, even though I think Denver's probably a little deeper. Sure. In Miami. But they got, yeah, a lot of really good guys. A lot of really good guys. Dragic, uh, point guard, he's good. So, like, you look at there, I just look at uh, the game they lost the other night in overtime. Duncan Robinson had 20. Uh, Bam Adebayo had 26. Jimmy Butler had 17. Uh, James Crowder had 18. Dragic had 17. So everybody in your starting lineup had at least 17 to 26. That's pretty good. So there's not one guy. Right. Um, leading a very balanced team. And Milwaukee somehow wins without Giannis the other night for the most part. So... I would assume they'll play coming up to, uh, Tuesday night because the season's on the line. But, you know, if they pull off a miracle here, that'd be, uh, that'd be another very disappointing end of the season. No doubt. No doubt about it. And, again, let's just let's lay this out here. You know, because they're playing in a bubble, and with the NHL, you know, of course, they're playing in a bubble too. They're playing in hub cities. Now all Final Four teams are playing in Edmonton. Here, so that's the uh, Lightning and the Islanders in the East, and the Dallas Stars and the, the Vegas Golden Knights in the West. Would we have had those same four teams if they were playing on home ice, like in home arenas, and if there was travel and stuff? Same question can be said in the NBA playoffs. Would the Milwaukee Bucks be struggling with the Heat as much if they were playing? Uh, like in their home venue, if they had home court advantage. I think regardless of what happens this year, there will be some question about that. Not that you would put an asterisk next to the champion, but I think it does bear, uh, and and you've brought this up multiple times too, how can you win by 20 or 30 on your home court and then lose by 20 or 30 on the road the next? Like it just doesn't doesn't make sense, Um, but it does happen. 
So I'm just wondering here, what are we going to look at this season? How are we going to look at this season if Milwaukee ends up eventually bowing out of this like they likely look to be going to? I I just wonder how we have to look at this season overall in the grand perspective of things for both the NBA and NHL. I think the NBA, you get a more true winner about that home court stuff and all that stuff. Like, the best team is probably going to win. And usually the NBA, the best team wins it. So there's not a whole lot of difference. There's that home road and travel situation. So the good news is they've got games every other day. So there's not the three games between, three days between games that we hate all the time. So that's been a positive. Uh, The hockey, the scenes are all screwed up. So who the hell knows what would have happened? Boston fell off the earth. The Flyers got the one seed. Yep. That didn't matter. The Islanders freaking made it where they probably wouldn't have, maybe. If it would have happened, Pittsburgh would have been in there. Montreal got in there. Yep. So you've got, what, Tampa? Everyone's kind of expected to do this, right? Tampa's good. Yep, Tampa's very good. Vegas, they were expected to, to, to make it this far and, and probably get the Stanley Cup Finals. Yep. Uh but New York, I mean, the Islanders were not, the, the Dallas Stars were not, Colorado, they were a, a big favorite. So yep. They were my pick I, to win I, it all. What? They were the, the Avalanche were my pick to win it all. Yeah, they were, what, the two seed, they were, uh, a lot of people like uh, Colorado. Yep. So, yeah, if it's, if it's Vegas, Tampa, that would be the, I guess, the favorites to make it there but I, one thing I do like about the hockey is just the randomness of some of these things yep you know, I mean you got the, the Islanders in there you've got the stars in there things that like nobody would have really thought of so I, I like the randomness of Tampa versus the Islanders and then Vegas plays Dallas I do is weird stuff absolutely and I do hope that the NHL next year goes back to this uh, reseeding format, not like the interdivision uh, playoffs yeah. until we get to the conference finals. That's just dumb. I like the I like how this has gone on. I like the different matchups, uh, matchup potentials that we get as a result of this. So I hope the NHL does go back to that next year because I think you know, like you said, we do get the random uh, randomness of the Islanders being a six seed in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I like that we have that. Uh, we wouldn't have had that. Uh, in previous years, at least not you know looking at the Islanders as a true six seed. So I hope the NHL does that going forward, and we'll see what happens in the NBA as well. The Stanley Cup Finals uh, likely will be set here sometime, uh, maybe by the time we we do another podcast next week. Uh, NBA uh, will be entering the conference final stretch, so we'll see what happens there. Um, college basketball sounds like they're going to start. Tentative start date for the 25th, I believe, which would be the week of Thanksgiving. That seems to be reasonable because many colleges or universities may have uh, taken a break, uh, taken a semester break, taken the students off of campus at least. Uh, you know, maybe they'll have a couple of weeks of classes and finals and stuff, but they'll do that outside of. You know they aren't going to invite the student body back for a couple of weeks. Uh, let's hope. I think at least here in, at Dakota Wesleyan, maybe at SDSU, I think once there's Thanksgiving break, that's it until middle of January. Okay. So they're not going to. I don't. I know that's true at Dakota Wesleyan, 
I'm not positive at other schools in South Dakota, but I know a lot of them, or some of them, are having the law break, where, like, you're gone for six or seven weeks. You're not coming back just for a couple weeks. For finals, your finals will be online. Yes. Yep. No, and, and that's what I was getting at, is that they yeah. aren't going to, while maybe they're, it's not a true break for a few weeks, it's uh-huh. you're not going to come back after the Thanksgiving break. So if that is the uh-huh. case, uh, do we think college basketball can can survive? Can they get the season started that week of Thanksgiving? And then what do we think? We, we have plenty of time to talk about this as it gets closer, but... Do we think that this is a at least a viable or uh, a viable option, and the safe start date would be towards the end of November? It would only be about a two week difference in terms of the season starting. So they're looking at a bubble. Is that what they're looking at? I don't. I th- I, I think that is still. A I think that is still being talked about. I don't know if the bubble is going to start until after the new year begins. So we'll see what college what happens with college football. Because if that goes okay, then you should be able to do college basketball. But if you've got problems with football, then I don't. Like you need a bubble for this. This is proven to see why 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 not? This has been proven to work. So I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of doing things that have worked. Why is there not a plan in place for this already? We are not. We're two months away from the election here. Less than two months now. And after the election, we're, what, three weeks away from Thanksgiving. So that's where we're at. Yep. Like, we, we're less than three months out here. I don't see any plan. I don't see any, we're going to go to Orlando, we're going to go to this area, that area. We're going to have these teams go here. We're going to have all these little pods around the country. I don't see that. So where is that? I don't know why that's not here. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? It's a good question. I know the I know the Pac-12 is now gotten a um, it is uh, getting some daily testing or like the results will be uh, given to a student within 15 minutes, and the Pac-12 has called that a game changer. Because that could mean that sports will start up before the end of, or before the beginning of the year, uh, and that would include the likes of basketball. I don't think it's happening for football at all, but if this is the case, and I'm trying to pull up the story here now, um, if that is the case, I wonder if that could spread to other conferences, and then if that would be something where maybe they think that the bubble might not necessarily have to happen. I, I don't know for sure, but um, I'm getting the story here pulled up on on the Pac-12. My big thing is, like, the NFL is doing all this testing that's working out. Like, where is this testing for the public? Like, all of these sports leagues have all of this daily, sometimes multiple times a day. Like, where is this for the public? We don't have Great this. question. I saw today South Dakota had a little under a thousand test results. Even though, from what I understand, we could test somewhere around four thousand. Sanford's got like sixteen hundred. Avera's got fourteen hundred. 
There's another lab with about a thousand. So we're testing a quarter of our capacity here. So I don't know what it's like elsewhere, but where we have all these tests and all these sports leagues are getting, he said 15 minutes. That's not. Like there's an old high, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but there's a high V in Sioux Falls you can apparently go to from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., two hours on Tuesday and Thursday. You get a free test, no questions asked. I think they can process 12 tests a minute or an hour, Okay. I think. So a test all. on average, a test every five minutes then. So it's like, I don't know how long it takes to... Yeah, I don't know if it's five, five minutes or, or what the deal is, but it's not a lot. So it most like it's at 50 people. So it's like, where, why is this that? Again, if you test a lot of people, you can find out who has this and who doesn't. And if you have it, you can stay away. But I, I, I just can't imagine how many people actually have this compared to, compared to who's tested positive mm-hmm. and compared to who actually, uh, do we even know 10%? 20% of the people that actually have this thing? Unlikely. Unlikely. So it's like, yeah, that's that's a huge, huge issue. Yeah, it is. Um, but, the, but the NFL and, and the college sports, they, of course, get to, they get to test. So, why not? Right. Uh, that's because we're a selfish country that loves our sports. Uh, and college... College football, uh, I know, you know, North Carolina State had to push their opening contest, which was supposed to be this upcoming weekend against Virginia Tech that got pushed back to the 26th um, because of an outbreak on the North Carolina State campus. Uh, we've seen outbreaks at uh, Alabama University and and various other, like no- in Notre Dame and North Carolina and stuff. So, I mean, we've seen the issues here. But for the most part, they've been able to proceed as scheduled. I watched a little bit of Memphis and Arkansas State on Saturday night, and very few people in the crowd, as you would expect. You know, they Memphis can't have a whole lot of people there. Um, but you know, the refs are wearing the you know, protective, you know. A mask and the coaches have it on and the training staffs and everyone like that as well but you know I haven't heard anything stemming from either that game or you know the previous week between Austin P and uh, and Central Arkansas about any issues so maybe this is something maybe maybe and now we haven't gotten the big boys in action yet the ACC will start this week but we haven't had any huge issues yet so fingers crossed that that continues to happen um i'll hope i'll i'll i won't hold my breath on it but this would at least be some good news if we haven't had anything too serious happen yet in terms of major outbreaks within the uh, within the football teams we had three high school games canceled here last week we had a couple of weeks before like you imagine there'll be a few games, college football games that won't happen, that'll be canceled. I think TC- something. I think TCU and SMU actually next week have been canceled already because of an you know, outbreak. Like you, you try and do that, and it's inevitable that some games are going to be canceled and probably not made up. So, and you might have like the Big 12, they're going to have what, 8, 9, 10 games in the Big 12? Yep. 
Yep. So, like, maybe some teams will play 10, maybe some will play 7 or 8. So, if there's a conference team that gets scheduled, then, especially if it's Oklahoma or some other team that's expected to compete, then what do you do? If a game if Oklahoma gets a postponed game and they're in the mix for the Big 12 title, which they'll probably win, do you then make that game up and then postpone the championship game for a week? I, I don't know. Well, can you can you imagine if that were the the Cotton Bowl against uh, against Texas, if that was the game that would have to get postponed or canceled? And I know like the Big Ten's trying to talk about uh, you know starting maybe the week of Thanksgiving, but then how does that work for um, you know the college football playoff? It, it just and Dabo Sweeney, uh, you know Clemson head coach said we don't care if they're going to start later. You aren't gonna, you don't need to postpone. The, the college football playoff just to let the Big Ten in. And I do understand that. He received a, quite a bit of blowback, a, quite a bit of criticism regarding that. But I understand his standpoint of, you know, if they didn't want to proceed with starting the season now, why should we have to wait after we put in the work and stuff for them to play a few more games just so we can determine, you know, the right four teams in the college football playoff? I do get... I do get it from that standpoint. The poor Pac-12. Nobody mentions them. Nobody cares. It's all about the Big Ten. It is. That's where the most dysfunction's been, though. Yeah, nobody cares about the Pac-12. Um, like, if you play football in the spring, if, well, like, if you're the Big Ten, like, what are you playing for? Conference title, I guess? Yeah. Okay. The NAIA, the NAIA are postponing championships until spring, but they are playing in the fall, so they're going to have their fall football like usual. It's going to be uh, like just conference only, and it's delayed a couple weeks. But NAIA conference only football, then they're going to wait until like February and March to, or wherever, sometime in the spring, to play their games, their playoff games. So you're going to have three, four months between regular season and the playoffs. And I asked, how's that going to work? Well, I said, if we were to make it, they maybe have an exhibition game or a scrimmage or two to get ready for the playoffs. Why not just have it in the fall then? If you're going to have fall sports, why not have your playoffs in the fall? You're already going to have it. I think it's not, that doesn't make any sense to me to have it four months later. No, it does not. No, it does not. And I don't have a good answer for you on that at all. Uh, okay. Do we need to cover any other sports before we start uh, talking about the NFL here? Oh shit! Um, no. No. Okay. Uh, uh, we... Novak Djokovic was disqualified. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Because um, he hit a linesman with a ball, like smacked it right at her. It seemed uh, an accident. Um. That's the case. Well, probably the penalty is a bit too stiff for me. Yeah, getting kicked out for the whole tournament. You see, uh, oh yeah, you hit one of the ball girls in the, unfortunately, and obviously his reaction and saw right away is like, oh shit, I didn't mean to do that. Mm-hmm. So like, really, a meant like that, that gets you kicked out, and he probably would have won the thing too, and that gets you disqualified from the whole tournament. 
that felt a bit too much for me. So did not did not like that. So. And uh, congratulations to Authentic for winning the Kentucky Derby, outdueling Tis the Law. It is an upset uh, win for Authentic. Uh, Necker Island. Marcus wrote a very good piece on Necker Island. Uh, did not get in the top three. Um, Lute Olson died. Yes, he did. Yep, Lute Olson died. John Thompson. The third died. Uh, Chadwick Bozeman died. It's very Clifford Robinson, former player, died. Yes, yes. Very sad. Uh, very sad Crash. week last week with all the uh, the stars dying. Have you ever watched Forty Two with the, the, you know, that Chadwick Bozeman starred as Jackie Robinson in? I don't see that movie. I've not seen any of his. It's very good. Very good movie. If you haven't seen Forty Two, I highly recommend it. But, that was a big surprise for everybody. Yes. Uh, so, the if we won't do a, a, a long preview here, uh, because... Uh, I don't know what... <laughs> uh, uh, let's see what we got. Yeah, our dairy airs. Uh, the NFL season does kick off on Thursday and with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Playing in front of 16,000 fans, they will get their, uh, they will unveil the banner for all the fans to see and hang that up there at Arrowhead Stadium. Congratulations, by the way, to Patrick Mahomes and his girlfriend Brittany Matthews, now his fiance, for getting engaged over uh, the, the ring ceremony last week. So that was, uh, congrats to them. I did not realize they had been together since high school. So congrats to them nonetheless. Um, but we'll start in that in that AFC West. The Chiefs are the clear favorites. Everyone else is playing catch up. The Denver Broncos got some you know good guys. They got Melvin Gordon. Who they get to, was it Jerry Judy? I believe uh, in the draft they they got that uh, Hamler guy from Penn State. So they drafted speed. So obviously they're planning to uh, you know not stop the Chiefs, but try and outscore them. They have Von Miller, so that might help. But they have Drew Lockett quarterback, so there's a question there. The Raiders moving to a new uh, city, new state, new stadium, but no fans there. I just don't know what the to expect from the Raiders. And then the Chargers, likewise, moving into a new stadium, but no one gives a shit that they're in L.A. Tyrod Taylor, good quarterback, but uh, I... You know they have. Was, this, is the worst, this is the worst division in football. No, 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 not by any stretch. This is one of the best ones. Um, I this would, is one of the best. I would say that the if we're if we'll be brutally honest here, the AFC East is by far the worst division in football. AFC East. The AFC East, yes. Uh, AFC East may be followed by either the NFC East or the AFC South. Um, I only see one playoff team out of this division. You do. I see two. I only, I, I only see one team over 500. Okay. All right. Uh, and I'm guessing that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, like Chargers with Tyrod Taylor? I mean. Hey, don't disparage my Virginia Tech quarterback here. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's a backup for a reason. Um. It's fine in Buffalo, but Oakland's not going anywhere. Broncos, it look like Broncos maybe maybe have a quarterback for once. We'll see how he does. Drew Locke, but 
Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, he should be. He should win this division by a good margin. I don't have anybody else coming out of this division. I have the Chiefs at thirteen and three, the Broncos at nine and seven, the Raiders at seven and nine, and the Chargers at six and ten. They will be playing the Houston Texans on Thursday night, so we'll go to the South here. And I I don't like this because all along I was loving what the Indianapolis Colts were doing. They bring Philip Rivers in, and as I was going through, uh, you know, going picking out the wins and losses for each team over the last couple of days. Somehow, I have the Colts at 8-8, eight and eight, and I don't really like that because I think they do have a very sound defense. Uh, I think they have good pieces on offense. Can Phillip Rivers take him to the promised land? Certainly, so I have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't really like that, though I would have them flip-flopped maybe with Tennessee. I have Tennessee at 11-5, and five, and I don't really like that because who knows if we're going to get to see the Ryan Tannehill that we saw last year. Will Derrick Henry have the same effect as he did last year? Um, you know, that defense, they do lose safety Logan Ryan, so that might impact them a little bit, but they do get Jadavian Clowney. I do like uh, that they upgraded at kicker with Steven Gostowski, former Patriot. Mike Vrabel's a good head coach. So I have the Titans winning this division, but it could be flip-flopped with the Colts. Uh, Deshaun Watson, we love him. We love our Clemson quarterback. But if unless Brandon Cooks and David Johnson are their former selves and like top five at their positions when healthy, can they stay healthy? That's the big key. Can J.J. Watt stay healthy? I have the Texans at 7-9. and nine, And then the Jaguars, I somehow have them having two wins, even though they've traded just about everyone on the team. And their quarterback depth chart, Crins reads, Gardner Minshew, the second, and then Jake Luton, both sixth-round quarterbacks. That's their, He's the former quarterback at Oregon State. That is their depth chart at quarterback. The Jaguars clearly well, want Trevor Lawrence, yeah. uh, but that's, I mean, I somehow have them having two wins, and I that might even be a little high. Um, oh, I, I do like the Texans because we like their quarterback, and I think he'll make it work. Jacksonville, obviously, your favorite for the number one pick. So yep. That's going to be... <clears throat> Titans were really, uh, a very good year last year. Don't know if that's going to continue. Mm-hmm. Colts. Is, is Philip Rivers the Jeff Fisher of quarterbacks? No, because Philip Rivers is better than Jeff Fisher. Philip Rivers is better at his position than Jeff Fisher was at his position, which was a head coach. Probably. Philip Rivers has finished nine and seven, eight and eight, or seven and nine, seven times. Oh, that that, that does make you think he is yeah. a Jeff Fisher. Just average city. Meanwhile, Jeff Fisher has finished eight and eight, or seven and nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of his twenty-two coaching years, he finished on half of them. He finished eight and eight, or seven and nine. Philip Rivers had a couple good years: fourteen and two, thirteen and three, twelve and four. Jeff Fisher had three years at thirteen and three, twelve and four. Made a Super Bowl once. Yep. So, yeah, I would say yeah, Philip Rivers is better than Jeff Fisher. The, the Chargers uh, have also been a snake-bitten franchise 
or worst snake bitten franchise with Rivers. I mean, there were so many games that they just lost. Like it's only like they essentially there was a they called it the they chargered themselves. I mean, it, it became a verb with how they lost games. I get. I thought the Chiefs were a pretty good comparison to the Vikings. I'd say the Chargers are a pretty good comparison to the Vikings mm-hmm. these last 15 years to where once in a while they're really, really good, but you don't expect them to actually go anywhere. So I would I would say Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Yes, and it's the Colts just trying to piece things together. I thought Philip Rivers would go to Tampa, but he is in Indianapolis, so... I think I see the Texans and the Colts coming out of this thing here. Okay. I think Texans, Colts, sell Titans. The East, uh, for the longest time, looked like this was going to be the Buffalo Bills division to win, and then, and it still could be, but Cam Newton slides his way up into New England, and even despite all of the guys who are. Going, who are not playing this season, uh, Marcus Cannon, Dante Hightower, uh, Patrick Chung, um, all these great players for New England who are not playing because of COVID. Just because they have Cam Newton and they still have Bill Belichick, I think they get the be- the, the benefit of the doubt here. Cam Newton has looked really well uh, in his uh, time there and in, in training camp and stuff. He is the starting quarterback. So... And I think we all want to see Josh Allen prove himself to us again. He's got Stephon Diggs now. Uh, that's a great weapon to have. They have a fantastic defense. But can Josh Allen take them to over the hump and win the AFC East? I had that. I ha- I thought they were going to win for the longest time. Now Cam Newton comes along. I have the Patriots winning this division, ten and six. The Bills at eight and eight. I think the Dolphins. Win five games, but are far more competitive uh, throughout the season. We'll see when Tua Tagovailoa starts. Ryan Fitzpatrick is getting the nod to start the season, and then the Jets. I mean, maybe it's, they'll be better than three and thirteen, possibly better. But boy, outside of Sam Darnold, and I know you have Le'Veon Bell, there are a lot of pieces missing from that team. You trade Jamal Adams, the, the All-Pro safety, to the Seahawks, so I think it's going to be a long year for the Jets and their fans. I'll take New England and I guess Buffalo. The quarterback was better last year, so mm-hmm. that was good. You got to be better again this year. You can't go back like Frank did. So I guess Frank starting week one that should work out well because he's done well what, in his career. Doesn't that speak more to the issues of Nick Foles not being able to win the starting job from? Like, what, what are they basing this on practice and scrimmages and whatever they've done? I mean, basis on what they've done, what the you, hell's Frank going to do for you? You're talking about practice. Why is he even on the team? Why is he even on the team? It's a great question. I No one has an answer for what you on that one. point? No one has an you answer. Know, I mean, we'll, see, we'll see how Diggs does. Uh, we'll see how Diggs does here with Buffalo. Can't imagine it'll be fun for him. But uh, I'll take New England and Buffalo out of this division to win, to win some games, to make the playoffs. I think I've got two spots left. Yeah. All right, then we go to the AFC North, Lamar Jackson. I think the big question with him and the Baltimore Ravens is, can he duplicate, replicate the success that he had last year when he burst onto the scene? 
I don't think he can put up those numbers again, but he if he can get even a tish more accurate. I mean, he was good last year throwing the football. If he can get even better, that'll make defenses not be able to um, force him to run as much. I, I like the Ravens a lot this year, and I, I didn't mean to have it go this way because I, I don't want to put myself in that corner when I was all bullish on the Browns last year. But I think Kevin Stefanski can do some stuff. Baker Mayfield has to prove himself a lot. And I just don't, quite frankly, I don't want to even go on that uh, the Steelers bandwagon. There are a lot of people thinking that the Pittsburgh Steelers have what it takes this year to maybe win the division, go deep in the playoffs. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick's a great safety. He's probably arguably the best safety in the game today, right now. Uh, Jamal Adams aside, I think it'd be Minka Fitzpatrick and Jamal Adams 1-2. The The Steelers have a very good defense. They just signed uh, was it Cameron Hayward to a five-year deal um, or five-year extension that will keep him in Pittsburgh. He's very good on that defensive line there. Uh, never count a Mike Tomlin team out, but I just don't. I, I don't see what the Steelers can do this year with an aging quarterback um, that can get them over the hump of say Baltimore. They may be able to jump the Browns, but I look at that Browns roster, and if they could just piece it together, I think the Browns have what it takes to to go uh, to, to win a few more games this year. And the Bengals are going to be far more competitive this year because of Joe Burrow. They have the they have some good offensive pieces in place. So I look at the Bengals, and I see them being a far more competitive team this year. I do have them winning five games. I have the Steelers at 9-7. and seven. Somehow I have the Browns at 10-6. and six. They will likely disappoint. And the Ravens at 13-3, and three, winning this division fairly easily. Okay, Pittsburgh and Baltimore to come out of this thing here. Joe Burrow, it's a whole new slate for me. I didn't believe in him last year when he started off good. And so we'll see what he does here with the Bengals. Prove me wrong again, Joe Burrow. Terrible LSU quarterback. So, exactly. like Pittsburgh and uh, Baltimore, New England, Buffalo, Kansas City, Indianapolis, and the Texans. And what order uh, we'll, we'll decide here in about 20 seconds. <laughs> okay. I have Baltimore as the one seed. I have Kansas City as the two. The Titans as the three. The Patriots the four. The Browns the five, the Steelers the six, and the Broncos the seventh. I hate leaving the Colts and the Bills out. I really hate it. Uh, that's where I'm kicking myself right now because I'm looking and trying to determine what I could do differently to get either of those two teams in and maybe take the Browns out of the playoffs and maybe take the Titans out. I think those would be the two teams that I would swap out. Titans or Colts for the Titans and Bills for the Browns. Um, but in the AFC Championship game, I have Chiefs against the Ravens. Chiefs, Ravens, that would have been nice. Who do you have winning that? I have the Chiefs. Chiefs getting back there. Steelers, I guess, okay, Kansas City's my one. Pittsburgh would be my two. New England, my three. 
with divisional winners, right? And we had to yep. be the top. Yep. Seeds. Yep. Four would be the Colts, I guess. Five would be Houston. No. Five would be Ravens. Because you have because you have the Steelers you have the Steelers win in the North. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can't have, okay. Kansas City my one. Steelers against the Texans in a two seven. Okay. New England and Buffalo in a three six. And Colts Ravens in a four five. It's very good. Something like uh, the Chiefs versus the Ravens in the uh, divisional round. We like. New England and the Steelers. I like the Steelers and the Chiefs. Cal is one of those people that will pick uh, Pittsburgh to make the Super Bowl this year. Okay. I I have to say, I really hate the, this added seventh spot for the playoffs. I just yeah, think it's, it's so good. dumb. It's so it's dumb. It's not Twitter and Eden. It sucks. It's not. I'm not a fan of it. And let me count me as somebody who thinks that similar to Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if Mahomes is going to win another one. Okay. Or get to another one. He might win five for all I know. But I'll just say that Drew Brees won one. He's gotten close. He hasn't even been back to one. He's gotten close a couple times. Aaron Rodgers got to one. He's been close a couple times going back. And we got there yet. And it's been a long time ago. Eight, nine, ten, ten, eleven years ago. So, Mahomes may win one, but they were very fortunate to get there last year. Very lucky. They were. They, the, the breaks really went their way with Miami beating New England in the last week of the regular season. Then you had the Titans taking out both the Patriots and the Ravens to get uh, the Chiefs that uh, home game in the AFC Championship game, and then yeah, then you know coming back to beat San Francisco. Who did you have Pittsburgh beating in the AFC Championship game? Did you have them beating Kansas City? Yes, there's no better home field advantage in the road team going Arrowhead. So, well, that used to be the yeah. case. That used right. to be the so case. I'll have uh, Pittsburgh over Kansas City. Okay. Uh, NFC side, I like your picks, by the way. You're making the smart picks, with, uh, especially with uh, Indianapolis and Buffalo in the playoffs. Um, I'll see, maybe if I switch it around here before the blog happens. But I, I, what, what is the deal? What is it? Uh, six playoff teams always get in that don't? Or what's the number now? I think it's six. Four or five? It, it's like six. it's half of the teams roughly from the year before. Always, yeah, so. Yep. So, I would have then, I don't have the Texans making the playoffs, and I don't have the Bills making the playoffs. Those would be my changes in the AFC side. I don't think I have any changes. Pittsburgh makes never that's the seventh spot, so I don't think I've got any changes. But the AFC seems pretty bad. I mean, you got Miami... Cincinnati, you've got some bad teams. The Jets. The Jets, the Broncos, the Raiders. Similar to the, to the National League, seems like you, you know who the bad teams are. So there's four or five you could almost count out. I may present an argument that the NFC arguably has the worst teams this year. Jacksonville's the worst team in, in football. 
But sure. you are going to see uh, more teams at the bottom in the NFC, but they also have the best teams, arguably, in the NFC. AFC is very much more like the middle of the road pack with a couple of upper echelon teams in Kansas City and Baltimore. The NFC is loaded with very good teams. I always like the NFC North. Like, I could see any of those teams make the playoffs. The South, except maybe Carolina. And the West, I could see any team in the West making it, too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't say that about the AFC. Right. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to the NFC. We will start with the East. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are loaded on offense. Who knows how much longer Dak Prescott has there in Big D, uh, but they get CeeDee Lamb in the the draft, so you pair him up with Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup played really well down the stretch. We don't know if they're going to go after Earl Thomas, but that's still kind of a rumor out there. You do have Ezekiel Elliott, so I mean, this Cowboys offense is absolutely loaded. I look at the Eagles, and they still have broken Carson Wentz, who... Now, you know, he's had a little bit of a, a back issue last week. He missed a few practices. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, if that's foreshadowing what's going to happen this season. But I don't like the offensive weapons that he has outside of Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. We'll see what Miles Sanders can do at the running back position. Uh, Boston's got, I just, I don't like what the Eagles... The Eagles don't have what the Cowboys have, if you're looking at the paper. And I, I don't believe in Daniel Jones and the Giants. And Washington will be a little more competitive this year uh, with Ron Rivera. They're changing a lot there, but they just issues galore. I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is the is the, the right guy for the job. They released the child beater, Adrian Peterson. He's now with Detroit. So when I look at this NFC East, I just think it is hot garbage apart from Dallas and maybe Philadelphia. I have Dallas I have Dallas winning this division at 11 and 5. I have the Eagles at 9 and 7 and the Giants in Washington both at 3 and 13 and just god awful this year. Yeah, I mean the Eagles they shall make me really really good and Dallas more times than not at this point. Yes, absolutely. So, I'll take Dallas and the Eagles. The, the two teams come out of this, I'll take Dallas to win the division. The, well, we'll save I mean, the... I mean, their I mean, offense. I mean, their offense and those receivers. I mean, God Yes. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, they were good without them, but Jesus Christ. I mean, but they got, yeah, they got T.D. Lamb and he like your number three receiver. It's like, well, we'll see how he does. But things, I mean, quarterback, receiver, running back, that's... They didn't have that best... Best combo, best... Uh, threesome, I would say, any teams. Yep. I, may, may I say, maybe you want to draft a couple of Cowboys in in your fantasy maybe. draft here. Um, I'll, let, I'll let you decide who I draft okay. because that's what will happen. You will be deciding who I draft. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll save the North for later. Uh, we'll go to the South right now. This is arguably the second best division in football, only behind the NFC West. The Saints have had so much heartbreak for years, and Drew Brees is getting up there in age, but I think you'll see more Taysom Hill in there. Um, And the Saints made one of the sneaky good acquisitions in free agency this year because they got Emmanuel Sanders, who, when healthy, is fantastic. You pair him up with Michael Thomas, and how do you stop him 
and, you know, Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook at tight end. Oh, Alvin Kamara running out of the backfield. Like, this Saints team is loaded. And you have the newcomer in, in Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, and they get all these shiny toys for him, like Rob Gronkowski coming back out of retirement. You got Leonard Fournette moving on from Jacksonville to Tampa Bay. So the Bucks are loaded offensively, but they're, it's going to take time to gel. And I think they're... I don't know how well all of these pieces will work together. Atlanta and Carolina are far distant from New Orleans and Tampa Bay. I I, will, I hope like heck that Atlanta has a good season this year. I think Matt Ryan's very good. You have, of course, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley at wide receiver. I, want, I like Dan Quinn a lot as the head coach, but defensively, what, what do you have that will be able to stop the Saints and the Bucs? I don't know. And the Panthers, Matt Rule, former head coach at Baylor, they're completely retransforming that organization outside of Christian McCaffrey. And God bless you, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Hope you have a good season. But the Panthers are in full rebuild mode outside of their one-star white running back. Um, The Panthers are in for a bad year this year. 3-13 for them. I have the Falcons at 7-9. The Buccaneers at 11 and 5, and give me the New Orleans Saints at 12 and 4 to sneak away with that division. Tampa and the Saints and the Falcons. Give me three, three of them out of there. Woo! Tom Brady, we'll see what happens. This should be good. We'll see what Tom Brady. I'm sure uh, Pat Mahomes being in that other league probably uh, was a good idea to switch the NFC side. Mm-hmm. You're a 45-year-old Tom Brady. So, I mean, the best game, not that I'm going to watch this, but if I were, the game I would want to watch week one would be Saints versus Tampa. Yep. That would be the game that I would want to watch. And other than that, Tampa Bay's schedule, not very difficult. They, they go to Carolina, they, they play Carolina, they go to Denver, they host the Chargers, they're at Chicago. So it says that 4-1 right there. Um, no, Tom Brady cannot win in Denver. Yeah, he is not That, is, that yeah. is his kryptonite. Uh, I think so he's won, what, three, twice they in his career? Green Bay, they go to Vegas, they go to the Giants. Um, I see a lot of wins here. Also, this is a stupid schedule thing. Uh, Tampa plays Atlanta two of the last three weeks. That yep. should never happen. You should never have to play a team twice in three weeks. The, the Blue Jays and the Blue Jays and the Yankees have not played this year, Stack, and they play tonight. They play nine more times in the next three weeks. The, Stupid, <laughs> bad schedule. The the Jets and the Dolphins, I believe, play twice in three weeks, and one of those weeks is a bye for it. Maybe they both teams Why? have a bye. I, Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's not a good schedule makeup, that's for sure. So I got three teams coming out of here. And Atlanta, oh, what could have been Atlanta. The Vikings have been stung by some terrible losses, but nothing will compare to what the Falcons suffered just a couple of weeks ago. 20, just a couple years ago. 28-3. Boy, if that happened to the Vikings, I think I'd quit watching football. <laughs> No. Yeah, the, the Jets. The Jets do play Miami week ten. They have a bye. Then they play Miami in week twelve. Yep. And what's Miami have? 
Miami has the same thing. That is goddamn ridiculous. It is, isn't it? It's just the dumbest thing you could possibly have. Has that ever happened before? You play the same team back-to-back weeks? Or two weeks in a row? In the regular season? Well, not two weeks in a row because you have the bye week oh, yeah. in there. But I don't, I don't remember, I don't recall the last, I don't recall it ever happening where both teams fall in line where you have the bye and then play the team the next week. I don't recall that happening. I know. Like, I, what I, the I, hell? I, your guess is as good as mine when it comes to the NFL schedule. Again, what is my dream job, Crins? NFL schedule maker. Exactly. Would I ever do this? As an NFL schedule no. maker, absolutely not. Nope, nope. I agree. It, it is it absolutely uh, ridiculously stupid. There's no other way around it. Um, the best division in football is the NFC West, and I don't know why I am putting them as high as I am. But I love the Seattle Seahawks this year. Maybe it's because of Jamal Adams. Maybe I'm tired of doubting Russell Wilson pulling magic out of his rear end all the time. I think uh, DK Metcalf, the wide receiver from Ole Miss, is fantastic. Uh, I think you you get him and Tyler Lockett together. I think Seattle has a lot going for them this year. San Francisco, who knows what the health of Debo Samuel is going to be, the wide receiver uh, who hurt his foot. I think he's going to play week one, but that's something to keep an eye on. you what is it? Matt Breda is now in Miami, so we'll see what happens on the running back situation. But no Emmanuel Sanders, Brandon Ayuk, that rookie wide receiver from Arizona State, they really love. They have a good defense, but something about losing the Super Bowl the way they did, I think it's going to sting them a little bit. I think they fall back a little bit. And the team that I am most intrigued by this year is the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray with. Uh, new wide receiver, new toy, DeAndre Hopkins. I think that is going to be must-see TV. I want to see what Cliff Kingsbury can do in year two with Kyler Murray and with this Arizona Cardinals offense. So I think the Cardinals are the team to watch out for this year in the NFL. And so that's what I'm looking at. Chandler Jones led the league in sacks last year. He plays for the Cardinals. Did you know that? I think that's very... I don't think many people would have been able to tell you the I team that led the league in sacks. Would no. if, if I had told you who does Chandler Jones play for? How many teams would have uh, come to mind for know. Arizona? Who did he play for in the past? He played for the Patriots. He's John Jones' brother. I know that. Is that the UFC fighter? Yeah, UFC fighter. Yeah, he played for what, New England. He played for New England. He's been with Arizona for four years. So. Yeah. I just, yeah. Like, that was his ninth year, so he's been uh, he's been good. He's been really good, real good. And I think the Rams are a good team, but I mean, they're you look at this division. I think they're arguably the the, the worst team in this division. Uh, who knows this what we can get? Be with... My best. Yeah, this is my pick for best division too. Yeah, I mean. So I think the Rams not necessarily they're, that they're bad because you have guys like Robert Woods and you know Tyler Higby at at tight end, but you know they they're, they've moved on from Gurley now. Todd Gurley's in Atlanta. Um, I don't know what you know Darrell Henderson, the the running back from Memphis, what he's going to show. I think. That, by the way, congratulations to South Dakota State 
uh, former South Dakota State linebacker Christian Roseboom for uh, making the practice squad with the Rams. He was released. I'm very happy to see that he's back on there. Uh, give Wait, him a... Jordan, didn't Jordan Brown make the Raiders? Uh, did he? I'd have to look. I think he may, I think he may have made him. Well, practice squad just made the team. But yeah, was it with Cincinnati? Yep. I think uh, Jordan Brown. Jordan Brown is with Oakland. Uh, let's see here. Jordan Brown, he was waived. So I assume he made the practice He probably think he made the practice squad. With Oakland, yes. Yep, he's a he's a pretty good practice squad guy. There you so, go. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Adam Vinatieri, I assume he's not on the Colts anymore, is he? Is he no, because you know who's uh, who. You know who supplanted him now and is the starting kicker for the Colts. I assume it's a former Viking, probably. No, no. Who's the? If I told you goggles, would you get it? Oh, oh, our guy uh, Rodrigo Blankenship from Georgia. Great. Yep. Yep, he is. Goddamn great. Good. So uh, goggles is the is the the starting kicker in Indianapolis. But I, just going back to this West here, I mean it's so loaded here. So I have Seattle winning this division at thirteen and three. That might be a little high. I just have them and San Francisco flip flopped. I have San Francisco at eleven and five. I have the Cardinals at ten and six, with the Rams at seven and nine. And I've just for the record here before I give all the NFC playoff teams here, I have three teams from the West making the playoffs. I've got Seattle and San Francisco. Like, what happened to Jared Goff? Like, he was... That was good. Like, what happened to him? Uh, the the quarterback whisperer was supposed to do something magical with him. and um, I mean... 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. That's not good enough. It, Car- Carson Wentz is better than Jared Goff. I think we we could both safely say that. I I I would I would agree with that. I don't know how much better Wentz is because at least Goff doesn't get hurt. And what's the yeah. best ability to have availability? So yeah, um, yeah, not not strong yeah. by any means. I do love that the Cardinals picked Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen. I guess he went to Tampa now. Josh Rosen his... Poor Josh 13. Rosen. Poor Josh Rosen. He's a he's had a very hard NFL career, and it's not yeah. been anything uh, of his doing necessarily. No, who, who knows how good he is? Because Miami's bad, Arizona's bad. But Kyler Murray, I think he did pretty well last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like that they picked quarterbacks in the first round back to back high. All right, Josh Rosen wasn't good. All right, let's pick another one. Because you get guys like Frank and then the Bears. They like, move on. Move on and pick a guy. All these other teams, you know, bottles and, and ponder. Like, two years, you, you kind of know. Three years, you should know. You should know what, what, what these guys are. And for them, oh, let's give them one more year. Like, no, how about you just pick another guy? So, yeah, it is dumb. It is dumb. So, I, I love the Cardinals. I love their coach. Mm-hmm. like their offense. I like what they did. Picking a quarterback again, and it seems to have worked out thus far. Speaking of Frank, uh, the we moved oh. to the final division, the NFC North. I there are a lot of people out there who seem to really like the Lions this year. 
I the hell do the Lions do? Uh, if Matthew Matthew Stafford before he got injured last year was really leading the, the Lions to good things. They took the Chiefs down to the wire in Week Four, I believe it was. I think they were two zero and one when that game took place, um, and they ultimately lost. And then the wheels fell apart because when Stafford went down, it just all went to hell. Um, but the Lions might have something this year. I can't tell for sure or not because they are the Lions, so they'll find some way to screw it up. I think they might be better than the Bears, though, because if Nick Foles can't beat out Trubisky for the starting quarterback spot, I don't know what that tell that what that says for your team. David Montgomery, Tyreek Cohen, good running backs. You, of course, you do have Khalil Mack on defense, uh, so that Bears defense is going to be good, but... I just think the Bears are very average overall, and no team did had a worse offseason in terms of trying to get to, to take it up another level from where you finished this, the previous season than the Green Bay Packers, not helping Aaron Rodgers at all with that wide receiving core. Uh, it, they did get Devin Funchess, but he has opted out because of COVID concerns, so... Uh, I, I don't know what the, the Packers have this year. And the Vikings, I was I was hesitant on them and still am because I don't know what that young secondary is going to look like, though they have raved about um, their third-round pick from Mississippi State, uh, the rookie cornerback. Ambler? Yep. Uh, he's I mean, look- honestly, can, could they be these rookies... Are they not going to be better than fucking what Rhodes did last year oh, and what Mackenzie Alexander yep. and, and, and Trey Waynes, who was okay? Yep. Can they not be better than those guys who at times were awful? Yep. No, I, I think they. I mean, I think they will be. But yeah, so that's. I mean, you'd be better than that, and they could be okay. What pushes yeah. What pushes the Vikings over the top for me? is the addition of Yannick Ngakwe. I said Yannick last week. It's Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, I am concerned with Daniil Hunter if there is an injury, if that uh, progresses into the season and, you know, if he's not himself. But you pair Ngakwe and Hunter together, and that just spells trouble for the rest of the NFC North quarterbacks. Uh, The best way to help a young secondary is with a tremendous pass rush. That's what the Vikings have. Kirk Cousins has experience in the Gary Kubiak offense. And now that Kubiak is the OC, that can only mean that I think Cousins and the offense continue to play well together. And I think that offensive line will play better as well. Um, no, Stephon Diggs will certainly hurt, but Justin Jefferson will fill in just fine. I do think the Vikings are the most complete team in the NFC, and I think they will be able to win the North in large part because of the addition of Ngakwe. Take the Packers to win the division, the Vikings to finish second, make the playoffs. Yeah, Bears go to hell. Detroit, no. Um, offensive line, slowly getting better. What, they picked, uh, they got a couple of draft picks. Uh, Riley Reese is back. He's fine. So you got to get better. The you know, offensive line coming around. Uh, defensive tackle couldn't couldn't tell you who the hell defensive tackles are. Um, so that's that's the, the run defense. That'll be interesting if that's not very good. 
Well, Michael Pierce uh, was going to be the defensive tackle to replace Linval Joseph. He opted out because of COVID. Uh, Shamar Stephan, uh, Mari Watts, I believe, is um, another defensive tackle. Jaleel Johnson. Um, they have some guys, but you're right. I think that's the that's going to be the the big one is what happens at the right D tackle. Their safeties excellent, the best in the game. Yep. Linebackers amazing, the best in the game. The linebackers Kendricks. Kendricks is better than Bar now, and that's they're, they're they're both good. Yes. They're both. I mean, I can't say enough about Eric Kendricks. He is he's excellent, excellent. He's as good I'm of an all-around linebacker, I'm the best linebacker as this. I have seen the Vikings have. Yes. Yes, without question. And, and Harrison Smith, the best safety I've seen them have. Yep. So that's exciting. And there's special... little guys, and we'll see those rookies. And, and if Dan Bailey continues to kick well, you have uh, one of the Colquitt brothers, they're punting. Like, special teams should be pretty solid throughout the year. So very solid team overall for the Vikings. Um, I have them winning this division at ten and six. The Packers at nine and seven. Both the Lions and the Bears at six and ten. The running backs gonna play, I guess. The contract is, that wasn't a thing, and it was a thing. Now it's not. Well, he's gonna play out his rookie contract. Um, I think it's gonna make it very difficult for the Vikings to re-sign him uh, in the off season, but. We'll see. They tried to reach a deal. I think, I mean, it makes the most sense if you would have just done an incentive-laden deal because when Cook is healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league, a top four, top five running back, but he's got to stay healthy, and he has yet to show that for a full 16-game season. Alexander Madison is, I think, excellent. Yes. He's, uh, I'm okay running with him next year if that's what it is. Um... You know, Vikings probably picking, you know, around the low 20s, probably, mm-hmm. with the draft. Yep. I don't know how much of a fan, you know, folks are picking a running back at a uh, higher, but uh, Travis Etienne of Clemson. Ooh. Be yeah. So I don't know if you want to spend, uh, I don't know, yeah, you're probably really excited there. Yes. Uh, if you want to spend a first-round pick on him. If he's available. Well, they don't have a second-round so, pick because they gave it to the Jaguars, so that would maybe be something to look at. So there's, there's some running backs out there, uh, like Najee Harris for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Also, the guy can maybe have a later, Chuba Hubbard, Oklahoma State. Don't know he's, how good he's going to be. So, yeah, running backs, uh, a position. Uh, receiver, not... not Real high on these receivers. I like I like Jefferson. That's who. That's who I wanted. That's yep. kind of who we wanted. So I'm happy with that. Zeeland's good. They don't got anybody else. They got two receivers on this team. I th- so, I think Chad Beebe has a chance to do well in the slot. It'd be good, but he can't stay healthy. It'd be nice if he could play before a full sixteen games. All these other dudes, the guy from the Titans, I never heard of. He ain't gonna do anything. Who's the other guy? B.C. Johnson. I'm sorry if we got if we got to rely on B.C. Johnson for a goddamn thing. That's not good. So, Cal Rudolph's still there. He's fine. He's good. Irv Smith. We so, like Irv. So maybe one of these dudes will emerge like Diggs did or Sealand did. These guys that were not how he thought of mm-hmm. coming out of college. Maybe 
That'll happen. So receiver, not not too impressed. Didn't like what the quarterback said last week, but he's he's there. We know how he's good, yep. but you know he's Kirk Cousins. He's a good quarterback, so that's what we got. So yep. Yep. should be fine. And I Packers run the division. Vikings. Vikings getting a wild card, maybe one of the game in the playoffs. So. So you have the Packers winning the North. Uh, okay, get, look, go through your playoff teams now in the NFC. We got uh, Seattle as the one. Okay. No, who the hell do we got? Green Bay is the one, of course. Green Bay is the one seed. Uh, Seattle is the two, taking yeah. on San Francisco the seven. Okay. I've got Dallas, the three, taking on the Vikings, the six. I've got Tampa, the four, taking on Atlanta, the five. Where's New Orleans? Mm, do we have them on there? I guess they don't. Who should I not have on there? At Tampa and the Falcons. I guess they're not the Falcons. Screw, screw, screw the Saints. I don't like your town. I don't like your team. <laughs> pound, pound some sand. Fuck you, Saints. I'll get you in there and I'll put you in. No Saints. No Saints. Oh, I love it. Well done. Well done. Drew Brees, Drew Brees make, uh, breaks the thumb. BYU comes in and... <sighs> I miss Nathan Bill. I, I, I so badly want to see him start a full season of games. Taste they love hell. him so much. They love BYU so goddamn much. <laughs> yep. And they think he's the next guy. I want uh, them to put their nuts on the line. Sean Payton is a piece of shit. Yep. Put your nuts on the line, man. I'm assuming this will be Drew Brees of last year. Yep. Do that. Start Taysom Hill next year. Show me if you think he's so good. And he's been around a while, and you he think he's the next guy. Yeah. Like, not only, like, they, they think he's, okay, he'll be the starter. Oh, they think he's, like, going to be great. Like, unbelievable franchise, next seven, eight years, great. Mm-hmm. That's what they think. I'm going to say no to that, but what the hell do I know? So, uh, hope, hope everything, hope, hope Taysom Hill gets a great opportunity. Uh, to play at, at some point in his career. So, the Saints, and uh, Drew Brees getting kind of blew over with the Black Lives Matter and whatever he said. I even forgot what he said months ago when mm-hmm. he got some hot water and he apologized. So. Uh, I have the Seahawks as the one seed, followed by the Saints, the two, the Cowboys, the three, the Vikings, the four, the Buccaneers, the five, the, the 49ers, the six, and the Arizona Cardinals. Seven, so no Green Bay, no Philadelphia in the playoffs for me. You don't have the Packers in the playoffs. No, I do not. Okay, it is that loaded. I have Philadelphia and Green Bay just missing out. I don't uh, have the Eagles. It, I, I, what the hell did I do? I screwed this up royally. I don't have this. Jesus, <laughs> Seattle, San Francisco. I got two teams in the West. Yeah. Two teams in the south, two teams in the central, one from the east. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> I have nice. the Bucks against the Saints in the NFC Championship game. Mm. We 
Exactly. I have the Saints emerging victorious. Who do you have in the NFC Championship game? I've got, uh, in the divisional round, mm-hmm. I've got Seattle beating the Vikings. I think Vikings beat Dallas because Dallas is our bitch. <laughs> uh, always, always good to beat the Cowboys, even if they're not all that good. Yep. But we, we can never beat Seattle. If there's one place I would never want to play in Seattle, they just cannot win. In Seattle. They also they can't, can't win in Soldier Field, apart from the Duck Duck Gray Duck. Jesus Christ. Guess what, Stack? I was looking at the schedule. Guess, guess when they play. What day of the week do you think Vikings at Bears is at? What day of the week and what time of day? Hey, I, I know exactly what it is. Jesus it's Christ. Because I play the <laughs> Bears it, on Monday night every GD it, week it's, every year. It's so every bad. Year we, and it's on, it's on, on my, Monday night, and it's the worst game of the year. It, it's on my birthday, no less. So, I mean, you, you think November that... November 16th, happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, I just going to watch my team Christ. get rolled by the the Bears. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, that game sucks every year. It does. It really does. Um, maybe this year will be different. Unlikely. But, um, on the other side, we got... Uh, Packers beating Tampa. We'll never get the Brady Rogers Super Bowl, but we'll get it here in the divisional round. We'll get the Packers over Tampa. Seattle, Packers, let's go Seattle. Seven Seattle, Pittsburgh. They haven't had that before. Let's do that. Okay, so you have Seattle beating Green Bay here, so it sets up a rematch. Ben Roethlisberger against Matt Hasselbeck. Uh, all these yes. years later, uh, in the game that Seattle got screwed in the Super Bowl, you know oh. they got really screwed by the officials in that game against Pittsburgh. So Seattle, Pittsburgh, who do you like? Good Seattle. Russell Wilson really good. So used to not like Seattle, but uh, they're fine with me now. Let's take uh, Seattle over Pittsburgh. Where is the Super Bowl at this year? Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Well, wouldn't that be the ships? Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay crowd in there. Your uh, your favorite uh, NFL media person, Peter King, has the Bucks winning oh. the uh, Super Bowl this year in Tampa. So I already did some weed back in the day. That's what I saw him today. <laughs> I have the oh. Chiefs over the Saints in the Super Bowl. Chiefs winning back-to-back, so I've already put the curse on Mahomes and company. Uh, I, I did this, this is more of a heart-over-the-head pick, um, I think. It, it's just so well, I mean, tough, though. Chiefs, I mean, everybody is thinking they're the favorite. Yeah. As they should be. So. Yep. Gotta go with and the Hall really of Fame or Patrick Mahomes. There's not much in the AFC. I mean, Baltimore, they've had a couple of duds last couple of years in the playoffs, so they got to prove something. Mm-hmm. And it's been a couple of years since Pittsburgh's been in there, and like the AFC is not—I mean, it's theirs for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Uh, do you have any MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie? Let's take a gander here. Well, Russell Wilson would be a good one since I've got him. I mean, Mahomes MVP. I mean, maybe Mah- Mah- just like a better Peyton Manning, which which seems impossible. Did you know that Russell Wilson has never gotten an MVP vote? That's uh, that's a bit much. That doesn't seem right. Like, what, what, they got to rank what the top certain, right? The top 
five or ten or something, don't they? What do they, what do they rank? I I don't know. I mean, he's never gotten a first. I'm sorry, not not. A, I think it's like a first place vote for. Uh, Seem seem one of those years you would think we got Rodgers and Mahomes and whoever else. Oh, we got your players. Let me get. Let me get something good here. Something. Where's the list of things for? Prop bets wins here for the for the damn MVPs and stuff. I'm gonna give the MVP to Russell Wilson if I have the Saint uh, the Seahawks going thirteen and three. Yeah, I'll do it this year. I can't find that. Here. I want to find a sneaky something. I don't, I don't have a surprise team like that. Prescott, I'm sure he'll be there. That Prescott, yeah, he'll be. I'm sure he'll be mentioned. Oh, here we got here. Defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, uh, Nick Bosa, your top two. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Donald or maybe Minka Fitzpatrick. I'll go Aaron Donald. It's tough not to well, pick him. I like it's usually a defensive lineman. Um, maybe Joey Bosa. Uh, little little deeper on the list here. Defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young. Isaiah Simmons, the favorites. Mm-hmm. Antoine Winfield Jr. sounds like he's going to start, I think. Very good. Very good. Tampa Bay, is. In, they have Tyler Johnson here, so I think there will be a lot of Minnesota fans cheering for Tampa Bay this year. I think Tyler Johnson, probably not. I think he's injured something, so he may not play much at all this year. Well, that sucks. That's unfortunate. Uh, since the rookies of the year, it's between Joe Burrow and... Clyde Edwards Hilaire, your guy. I have that I have Clyde winning it this year. C D Lamb. I would say C D Lamb mm. at plus fourteen hundred would be a decent pick. Maybe Justin Jefferson at plus twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Uh comeback player of the year. Let's see what Alex Smith does. If he's gonna play that'd be interesting. He's Alex Smith, Buffelsberger, Newton, Stanford. He is the third String quarterback with Washington behind Kyle Allen, and of okay. course Dwayne Haskins. You got a few big names for comeback player of the year: Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, Stafford, Gronkowski. Yeah, got, got, got a few guys out there. And uh, MVP: yeah, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Brady. Um. Wyoming is way too high on this list. That's <laughs> All right, uh, plus 1,400. He is fifth on this list, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray for MVP. There you go. I like that. Our guy, uh, Frank, is uh, plus 10,000. No. Gardner Minshew also plus 10,000. Uh, yeah. Buy low, sell high on uh, Frank. Well, I interest you in a uh, Jacoby presents uh, Jacoby presents uh, plus plus fifteen hundred. Taysom Hill plus twenty thousand to win Rookie of the Year or to win uh, MVP. Jiminy Christmas! And how is Jacoby Brissett not not uh, higher than that? Well, NFL Comeback Player of the Year Eli Manning plus ten thousand. <laughs> Somebody who's not going to play this year is the same as Josh Rosen. That doesn't make any sense. No. 
You want to go, uh, go deep? Don't you, uh... Coach of the year, maybe Kevin Stefanski, if he can do something with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Oh, some of the props there. Very good. Well... Uh, so the NFL season will kick off on Thursday. Um, undoubtedly, there will be some social protesting and uh, or social justice protesting, and that'll rile or ruffle the feathers of a number of people. I've had to hear it um, for a while now. Uh, so look for maybe something to come out uh, that I've been trying to write and stuff here in the next couple of days. Here for that, just uh, kind of just get a load off my chest essentially um of of shit that's going on here you had uh uh, a very cool thing happened with uh, an article that you wrote getting published in the star tribune over the weekend regarding or at least uh, online uh regarding south dakota's response to or lack thereof to covid versus the whole meth thing uh Tell us how that all went down, and um, very cool. I'm very, I'm very proud of you. I talked a little bit about the article last week, but I just emailed it out to like everybody. I've had a few things in the Argus, a few things in the Mitchell paper here. Usually, where it goes, and uh, the Peer paper picked up on it right away. They were the first one to get a hold of me. The Argus never gets a hold of me; they just run it. Usually, they like to check. All right, did you actually write this? Or are you the person I like to check that? Argus does not. Everybody else did. And I uh, decided to do the Star Tribune, the big paper up here, and they, it wasn't, yeah, it was um, just online, but got about 56 comments on it, so that's good. Um, so that kind of kind of caught fire a little bit, so I like everybody that shared it and posted it and spread it. So I've got, I got a few emails. Uh, one lady, uh, I think she's the vice president at Mitchell Tech. She sent me an email. She liked it. We do a radio interview every couple of weeks, so she liked it. Uh, a professor in college who I've not heard from in 10 years, Jim Paulson, sent me a Facebook message. Oh, really? About that, and he posted, uh, he posted on his Facebook page, too. So, in fact, yeah, I have, we haven't heard from him since we graduated. So Yeah. I liked it. He did that. Very cool. So, yeah, I think they got a good, good positive uh, review from it. So I'll tell you, she was so gung ho about meth. It was last Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving time, how big of a problem meth is, which I'm fine with. Her, her campaign was a joke and <clears throat> it was a terrible idea. She says she was surprised that the meth were on it, how people reacted. Like if you were, either she's lying or she's stupid. You can't be both. Yeah. Like how do you? Because yeah. we talked about it at the time. If you were surprised by that reaction, then you're stupid. If you're if you're not telling me if you're not telling me a lie, because I look at that meth war on it, ten year old kid saying meth, I'm on it. Eight year old farmer meth, I'm on it. Yeah. You don't look at that, and it, it does catch your attention, which I think was the goal of it. it yes. Catches your attention, sure, sure it does. Yep. And it made national news, that's for sure. Yes, it did. But I don't, I don't think it did uh, did much good. I don't, I don't know the numbers. What has happened with meth in this state? I haven't heard much about it. So that be inter- all- that be interesting though to see those numbers a year later. Maybe they'll they'll release them, but to find out just the the, the difference that a year has made since the campaign began. 
it'll be interesting to see what what difference the numbers are. So yeah, I just oh whatever it is. I thought about that. Now she was all, all right. We gotta stop mess. This is bad. All right, that's fine. And then how she's handled this this deal here. I mean, there's nobody that lives here, so she didn't have to do much. But when you have the Surtis rally, and we figured you know something would happen with that, and it appears that it has. I don't know if you saw it today, there was a study out there, I think I tweeted it, Facebook said, there's a study, I think one guy is from out in Denver, three or four guys, this is a pretty extensive study, looked at it, and they figure that between about a month, from August 2nd to September 2nd, they about a quarter of a million cases they attribute to just the rally. Wow. Which is, uh, which is astonishing. Mm-hmm. And also, the, yeah, it's, um, they estimate a quarter of a million cases reported, basically, in, in August. August 2nd, September 2nd, which is 19% of the national cases that were reported. One in five cases came from Sturgis, they think. Mm-hmm. So not only did it affect us and Minnesota and Iowa, wherever these people came from, yep. all of that. And our governor likes to state, we never closed down, although we kind of really did there for about six weeks or so. We, like, you couldn't go anywhere besides a grocery store, really. Yep. So she, she claims we never shut down, and we kind of did shut down. We gave out a lot of money uh, to those businesses that did shut down. But uh, she's not very trustworthy anyway. The estimated public health cost was $12 billion. $12 billion because a quarter of a million people got sick from the Sturgis rally, you could have paid everybody at that rally $26,000 to stay the hell home. That's how much that costs. So, but she likes to talk about the economic development and she's all about, move to South Dakota, we've got low rates, even though per capita we're at number one or number two now behind North Dakota, we're peaking along with Iowa at the moment. Even though we're doing that, she's all about, come to South Dakota, come live here, come move here. We have no restrictions. Even though we're the hotbed of the thing right now, and the last couple of days we're on a downturn, so we'll see if that's a trend going down. You would think it would go down at some point. So she is all about that, and uh, she was in Iowa this week at an event talking for Trump and his former campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, was there. They become yep. buddies. So wherever she's at, he's probably close by. Yep. I for, wonder whatever, if... for whatever she is planning. I don't know what she wants to be. Uh, she said she doesn't want to run, which is A lie. not going to come out. You're not, probably. You're not going to come out now and say, yeah, I'm going to run in 2024. I'd like to announce that right now. You're couple months before the actual election. I want to run for next year. She says she spent time in Washington. She loved it so much. We'll see if those words ring true here in about three years. I wonder if this, so she, if, if her campaigning stuff was before the Atlantic magazine article came out. I mean, that's if, if true. And I want to state this, if true. I, I, I find that damning and I don't understand why that doesn't get more coverage uh even though fox news is very very funny how they uh confirmed the they they poured cold water on it made fun of it then confirmed it then made uh disparaged the reporting again and then reconfirmed it or at least parts of the story yeah it's it's, it's awful it's true it's been you know confirmed 
I would, I would as well. Brian Hill, Associated Press confirmed, I think Washington Post confirmed it. Outstanding article. Yes. With, uh, with Jeffrey Goldberg in the Atlantic. But also not surprised, and I said this week, I'm tired of people saying they're surprised at what this guy says. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. If you're surprised by what he says, you haven't been paying attention. If this article surprised, it, it, it's sad, but it is not surprising. You'd be surprised if, if there's an article saying, oh, yeah, it was the other way. He didn't disparage veterans. I mean, he's done this many, many times. I mean, it's, when you do, when you lie as much as he does, then something comes out. You were not given the benefit of the doubt when you lie so much. And again, it's, if true, and you're talking about athletes kneeling and, oh, they got to get politics out of sports and they shouldn't do that because that disrespects the military and the national anthem. Uh, if So you're defending them being called suckers and losers? I mean, if, if that... If, if it's true at all, it, what he said, and it, by by all accounts, there's at least portions of that that are true. And I mean, we know what was said about John McCain in yeah, in it. the past. I mean, that he would he's not a hero because he got captured. So I mean, the, the, I mean that kind of sets the ground basis for this. But I, it's just I I hate it. It, it. It's just awful. But I just I find it humorous that it doesn't get talked about with something as serious as this that people just turn the other way on and it quite frankly it's embarrassing but it, it is what it is you can, you can literally come up no joke you could probably come up with other things between us things that would have derailed any other presidency that he just goes on a hundred things probably it's probably something every other week he could come up with at least one thing that if it happened to any other president, like, well, he's done for, but not not this guy. I, I don't know if that says something about the supporters. I can't wait for the tweet to come out like, oh, they're kneeling, I'm not watching anymore, they're disrespecting our military, and then for that first Twitter person to say, oh, you mean those uh, losers yeah. and... Uh, and suckers that, that that's the people you're that you're calling uh, i mean it's just it's it's so it i can't wait for that moment it, it really is great but because his supporters will say it's fake that's what it will say because that's what he says so that's what they'll say yep so and you can't debate and you can't talk reason to him at that point drew drew said a pretty good thing if i could find this the other day there's uh, there's uh, i've been posting obviously a lot of political stuff here last couple of weeks and it's interesting who likes it and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some kid from high school who I I haven't seen him since high school. I'm not gonna ever run into him. I had to delete him from Facebook because he commented on something a while ago. It was still okay and back and forth about the Jacob Blake thing. Then he decided to comment on another thing this week, and um, I was all right. That's enough. I just deleted him. Like there's no reason to talk about oh Joe Biden's in his basement like actually you know he's in Wisconsin today meeting with the parents of him of Jacob Blake and so it's like that can you say stuff like that say I don't have any time for you so uh Drew Drew said and I had that Lake Travis I had enjoyed those oh books. yes that was good yes alright I, I got a lot of chuckles out of that Drew Allen said this talking about what, kind of what we're talking about. He says there's no discourse to be had with these people. It's a total lack of empathy and a truly remarkable level of delusion. Call them assholes and wait for them to change. Call them assholes and wait for them to change. Until then, peace out. 
dumb fucks is what he said. <laughs> I don't know what you got to say at this point. And of course, there was the, the Brookings City Council meeting, which I could not, oh. could not get enough of. It was Monday night, I think, Monday or Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, I am, yes. Or was it Wednesday night? Well, I've got, I've got volleyball Tuesday, so I'm going to miss some of this, and I'm going to kind of rehash this. Uh-huh. So, I, I think I watched it for two hours. It was on for three and a half hours. It went past 10 o'clock. I watched it from about 8 o'clock on. Could not get enough of these people. Show up in the red shirts, like 100 people, 90% of them talking about, no, don't don't uh, mandate masks. We're going to leave this town, leave businesses. It was incredible. Uh, Argus leader, um, lady, I don't, know, I don't think she was there, but she covered it, did a story just by watching the, the live stream. Mm-hmm. One lady got up there and said, I'm more likely to be struck and killed by lightning than COVID. Then I thought the Argus leader reported a very good job. The very next paragraph was like 37 people died last year of lightning and a quarter, like, what was it, 200,000 or so, wherever we're at right now, have been killed with COVID. So, in fact, you are not more likely to die of lightning than COVID. So, it's just people like that who are so uninformed. There's a whole room of them. I think somebody from. Some doctor or nurse, somebody who knows what to talk about, got up to speak. And the crowd literally booed them for just reading off a bunch of numbers and facts. So that's where we're at. Crimson, and then the crowd, crowd was so rude. They talked for two, two and a half hours, nonstop. Mm-hmm. So after the city council to discuss what they wanted to do to extend this, this mask mandate. And... They were constantly interrupting the city council members. It was embarrassing. At some point, you've had two and a half hours. We understand your concerns and where you stand on the issue. Let us have, I don't know, 20 minutes to talk amongst ourselves and to talk to you about what we're going to do. So disrespectful, Mm -hmm. stupid, dumb, uninformed people. And here's the worst part is that that's our town. That's our city that we went to school we at for four years. We very much like the town. We very much like the town. We maybe. love the town. We maybe love the university. We like the school. Yes. And, like, and I think I saw on Twitter someone said that Brookings is arguably the most liberal city in yeah. South Dakota, which isn't saying much, but it, it is. I mean... That's too false. Yeah. Too yep. Um, it's, it, it's, it's staggering. Um, and I get everyone's kind of sick of this, but you know what? Maybe you should uh, tell. Maybe you should write to your governor and tell her not to have a, a Sturgis motorcycle rally with uh, almost you know three quarters of a million people attending, or whatever, or half a million people attending. Yeah. Like maybe let let's start yeah, there. Let's. It, that wasn't even the worst uh, or the most ridiculous city council moment of the week, though. That took place in Lincoln, Nebraska. Did you see this? Look like a genius compared to these guys. Did you see this though? The 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 yes. the boneless chicken wing guy. That yes. that it's really affecting the children, and they need to change it to spicy nugs. What an asshole! This guy. Because I, I watched the video in the first twenty seconds. He's up there talking about whatever. And the lady hey. behind is laughing, and he turns around and says, "Excuse me, I'm talking here." Obviously, he is not serious with this. And he's up there 
this guy. In the first 20 seconds, you think he's talking about, you know, he can be a leader in the state and in the country, Lincoln, he can do this. Then he pulls out, don't call, you know, boneless chicken wings, boneless chicken wings. So I need, you know, and he goes on his two-minute rant about that. So very funny, but he looked like a genius compared to these idiots. And then, then at the end, they were all talking about all of these situations, these hypotheticals of, well, what if this happens? Are they going to give me a ticket? What if this happens? What if I'm walking down the street and somebody gets in, in, into my six feet of social distancing zone? Are they going to give me a ticket because they ran into me? Like, no. What if, do I have to worry in my car? No. You have to worry outside. No. This is inside. Like, these, these people, they got to be dumb, first off. They can't comprehend what the hell they just said. Like, so do I have to? One guy said, let's say I'm playing catch in the backyard or in my driveway with my son. Let's say he throws the ball away, goes to my neighbor's yard or across the street. Do then I have to put on a mask? No, you don't got to put on a mask. Like, these are the dumb hypotheticals. These people are so stupid. Wow. It was one family. They got a big family. They got a bunch of kids. They want to limit gatherings to 10 people or less. One guy's like, we already got 10 kids. That's more than 10 people. Do we not have to invite a friend? Can we not do that? Can we not have our kids over, our grandkids? It's like, use common sense, people. It's all of the, it's just ridiculous. It's, a, it's those people trying to claim, you know, get their 15 minutes of fame. And it is, it, it's just bad, but they, you know, they probably... How do, how do we get so dumb so quick? That's all that's it. How do we get so dumb so quick? What the hell happened? I got a pretty good guess, but jeez, <laughs> That's a great question, Grins. I think that's something we could save for another day. <laughs> How um, the hell? Put that on my tombstone. How did we get so dumb so quick? What else did you want on your tombstone? I forget now. Uh, like pepperoni and sausage is what I wanted. All right. I thought there was Tombstone's something sports. Good. All right. How the hell did we get dumb so quick and pepperoni and sausage? Pizza is extremely cheap these days. You see it in the, in the, the frozen food section. I don't think good, but it's awfully cheap. It seems like um, cereal update. I did see uh, Spanish Frosted Flakes in Walmart's. What Spanish? Didn't, didn't know. Didn't know what it was. It was some Spanish word. It had Tony the Tiger on it. It looked like Frosted Flakes. Like, all right, this looks like Frosted Flakes. I googled it on the way home. And in fact, I think it is Frosted Flakes, the Spanish version of Frosted Flakes, or if it tastes different, there's a different name on the box. Don't know why that's here. Never seen it before. Um, have you, did we talk about the pumpkin spice Cheerios from last week? Yeah, we, we did not, so I don't. You're not going to attempt fate with that, right? Those are it. I don't, a lot of Cheerios recently, um, something I like, but I can't find them. It is fruity Cheerios. Can't find them. Like them, can't find them. Mm. In Walmart, maybe an IV, maybe at a local grocery store. They're not in Walmart, no. Fruity, they got every other kind of flavor you ever want. They don't have fruity Cheerios. We, um, my mother-in-law bought, uh, did the market, uh, apparently Perkins Marketplace to go. Like, you can, you can buy stuff from Perkins. Like, Huge packs really? of sausage patties and 
like from bags Perkins. of soup yeah, from Perkins and bacon galore and bread and stuff. So she got an order of stuff. She bought a gallon of honey mustard, and so we split that. Perkins honey mustard is the best honey mustard out there. Uh, prove Perkins me otherwise. Perkins Family Restaurant honey mustard. Yes. It well, is the best. And that, that food of that. I didn't we either. went to Olive Garden, went to Olive Garden Sunday. Yeah. Uh, got right in. Four mask in there. And we're on the, uh, going on the way out, Banner Bill. Nobody has a mask. There's probably at least a dozen people there. In the lobby, just sitting there waiting to get in. We have a mask on. Nobody else does. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, how's, the, uh, how's the house things going along here? Good. We next next Friday, Saturday is the big days. So next Friday, next Friday, next week would be the closing date. We sign the papers. So we're gonna move some stuff in that day. Very good. And then the big move Saturday of next week. So probably about ten, eleven days from now, get everything in there. I'm just okay. okay I've never bought a house before. It just takes so long for the paperwork and it's loans and all this stuff. It's like, how does this take this long? Well, it loans loans are at like the interest rates are at like an all time low right now. They'll never be yeah. this low again. Um, so you're yeah. getting in at the right time. Uh, there's a lot of underwriters and it's just it. The the like banks how, have to go like through. How does this take? Like it's taken a month, which is fairly quick. I understand. It's like about a month or whatever. But like how I like, can't you. A house is the biggest purchase you'll ever make. But like I would assume they're pretty much similar, a house, the loan, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how it takes a month. A couple weeks? Sure. Two, three weeks? All right. A month? Like, what are we doing here? What are we... It should be pretty much a, a copy and paste job here. Fill in the blanks. Fill this out. It shouldn't... It should, Unless, I, whatever I miss, whatever I don't know about, it shouldn't, to me, it shouldn't I, take this. I will, I will gather more information from my mother-in-law, because she does a lot of that mortgage uh, stuff, sure. uh, closing. So I will try and get that information from her Great. and pass that along to you as to why. And then if you do have any other uh, housing questions, of course, certainly reach out to me. We got a couple of pear trees, so I'm excited about that. Not, uh, not probably my top five of fruits, but it's better than nothing. So we got a... We're going to have a bunch of pears. Hopefully, they're still there. Hopefully, they're ready to be picked. Ooh, that, that'd be good. Uh, top five fruit. What, what What's number one and two for you? Oh, boy. Probably. I'll um, tell you. Strawberries. Okay. Strawberries. But they're hard to beat strawberries. They're really good strawberry. Probably number one. After that, I put either grapes or peaches at two. I'll probably have grapes more than peaches. Okay. Peaches are very good. I have peaches, grapes, two or three, depending on the day. Red grapes or green grapes? Red grapes. Okay. Um, oranges, grapefruits, and citrus fruits would probably be four and five. Bananas are good. Kind of would be uh, watermelon salad. Don't have watermelon a whole lot. Don't like honeydew melon. Don't like things like that. But okay. Um, Pineapple, pineapple, Jesus Christ, a good pineapple. That's that could be a top three guy too. Yeah. Did you just think about prime, the prime fruits, the best of the fruits? Like you, 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 it's hard to beat a good fresh pineapple. Peaches are one for me, and and a fresh squeezed pineapple or fresh cut pineapple is two. Oh, yeah. 
you burn a pineapple in a can, it's good. But if you cut one open yourself, I mean that's that's pristine. You can't, really pristine. can't you can't beat it. You really can't. Fresh and fresh squeezed pineapple juice, by the way. Mm. It's like guava juice. Guava juice. You got to have the the guava juice sometime. Tremendous. All right. With that being said, I think that's it for me. Anything else from you? No, our, our draft is tomorrow. Do whatever you got to do to pick for me. I don't have any of my logins or whatever, but we'll do that. I got volleyball tomorrow night. Are you not going to be able to have the computer up to do the picks at all? It'll be up, but I don't think I'll be able to do it. Okay. No. Okay. It might get done about 8.30, I'm open, but by that time I'll be able to wait. So I will entrust you to do All right. whatever you want to do with that. I I will uh we'll get online here and we'll we'll figure something out here and I'll be in I'll be in touch with you if you have anyone in particular that you want me to get. Yes. For you. We'll, we'll try that. We'll All try right. That. Very good. All right, my friend. Uh, you have a great week. Good luck with all the games this week. Uh, the continued house stuff. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. I'll say see you later. Travis Krenz joining us here on the Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate the time. As always, great stuff there on the football side. Uh, we talked to other stuff, of course, as well. And the pineapple. Uh, or the, 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 the fruit selection. Grapes. Up there, strawberries number one. It's interesting. So, there we have our picks again. I don't like what I've done on the AFC side, leaving Buffalo and Indianapolis out. Uh, I have Tennessee in there. I have Cleveland in there. I'm not. I'm not big on that. Uh, flip those two out. I know Indy plays Cleveland, so maybe that's where you could flip some. It's just. Oh, it sucks. Why Why do I have to do what I do there? But, anywho, you know, and the Bills. I thought the Bills would be good. And the Bills could be really good. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll supplant the Patriots. Maybe it, this, maybe Cam Newton just won't work out for the Patriots. But, until, until it happens. There, so again, Baltimore again, uh, Baltimore the 1, Kansas City the 2, Tennessee 3, New England 4, Cleveland 5. Pittsburgh 6, Denver 7, and then uh, Chiefs against the Ravens in the AFC Championship game with the Chiefs winning. The NFC side, uh, I, I'm all on Seattle this year. I don't feel good about that. I have both Green Bay and Philadelphia missing the playoffs. So the one seed, Seattle, two, New Orleans, three, Dallas, four, Minnesota, five, Tampa Bay, six, San Francisco, and the Cardinals as the seventh seed. Remember, an extra uh, playoff seed on each side. Here starting this year, Chiefs over the Saints in the Super Bowl as the Saints beat the Bucks in the NFC Championship game. I'll give MVP to Russell Wilson. Rookie Offensive Player of the Year, Clyde Edwards-Belair. Defensive Player, Rookie of the Year, Chase Young. Defensive Player of the Year, um, Aaron Donald. And Offensive Player of the Year, Patrick Mahomes. We'll see what happens. We'll see if they can get through a full season. Looking forward to... The unveiling of the Super Bowl uh, banner for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and company as the Chiefs take on the Texans. They should wallop them on Thursday night, 7.20 p.m. Eastern on uh, on on NBC. Let's give you some quick picks. I mean, this is going to be tough this year, but we'll give you the quick uh, games. Uh, 
quick predictions and stuff. You can find all the predictions in the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com on on Fridays. Uh, so Chiefs against the Texans, I'll take the, the Chiefs. The Raiders against the Las Vegas Raiders against the Carolina Panthers, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. Let's take, you know what, just because of the, the year it's going to be, I don't think Carolina's going to be very good. But you haven't been able to prepare for Matt Rule yet. You don't know what he's going to throw at you, so I'll take the Panthers to surprise the Raiders. Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. Give me the Colts easily. Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Start the year out right, Lions. Matthew Stafford and company get the job done. Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. Uh, we'll see what Kevin Stefanski can do, but Lamar Jackson and the Ravens too strong. Take the Ravens. New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. Taking the Bills easily. Seattle Seahawks at the Atlanta Falcons, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. This game can set the tone for the Falcons' season if they can beat the Seahawks. I think Seattle starts out a little slow. Russell Wilson gets it cooking late. Seahawks win. New England Patriots at the uh, hosting the Miami Dolphins, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Matt uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick starting for the Dolphins. I will take the Patriots here. Philadelphia Eagles at Washington, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Taking the Eagles because Washington's going to be bad. Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. I hope Daniil Hunter plays. Him and Ngakwe will get after Aaron Rodgers a lot. This game doesn't mean as it just doesn't. It won't be the same without fans in attendance there at U.S. Bank Stadium. I would have taken the Packers, but after the Ngakwe trade, I have new hope. Uh, Faith has been restored in me with the with the Vikings. I'll take them. The Chargers at the Bengals, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Joe Burrow making his NFL debut. Gets off to a good start. I like the Bengals over the Chargers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. This is the big matchup. Brady, first game with the Bucks against Drew Brees. I'll take the Saints. To win a good one there. Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. 4.25 p.m. Eastern. 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Cardinals will be better this year. 49ers take a little worse. But I think the 49ers get the best of the Cardinals here. Cowboys at the Rams. 8.20 p.m. Eastern. 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. New digs for the Rams. But no fans in attendance for them. I think that's going to be a letdown for them a little bit. Give me the Cowboys to win. Pittsburgh Steelers at the New York Giants, 7.10 p.m. Eastern, 6.10 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Monday Night Football, you know, a custom doubleheader. I'll try the Giants. Why not? Uh, see if they can beat the Steelers. And then the nightcap, 10.20 p.m. Eastern, 9.20 p.m. Central Time. Tennessee Titans at the Denver Broncos. Try Denver to take down Tennessee right there. So those are your picks. Official picks and predictions found in the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com on Friday. Uh, thanks to Travis for playing along with me in the, the NFL picks. Thank you for the loyal fan for listening here. Uh, you can find the, sport, this, uh, the Sports Block Podcast on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at NDStackin, Travis Crins at Travis Crins. Uh, follow me on, uh, also on Facebook, Nathan Stackin, a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. The NFL is here, folks. Enjoy it. Next week, we'll talk some college football with Charlie hopefully in more hockey with Marcus Traxler. Uh, But until then, enjoy the football. College is going to be playing more this week. 
The NFL is officially here. Let's just hope COVID and everyone does their part regarding COVID so we can get through and have a full football season. So for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy the NFL season, everyone. Good luck with your fantasy drafts if you haven't had them yet. We'll be back to talk next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. The NFL's back. Hoorah.